What's up, guys? You know who it is, Carl Frederick Allen III, also known as CFA3 for short, because I just hate saying my name all the time. Um, I am here with a very special guest, someone who I haven't seen in a long time, who has been a part of the poetry scene back when we started at Monk's Full Circle Book Co-op, was at Monk's before they had their own establishment, Trey. Trey was a, uh, a prominent figure there for a while. She has been off doing her own thing, but her being a poet, I felt, was a very good perspective to have. So thank you, Trey, for being here. Uh, thank you for asking me to come on. I most appreciate definitely, it. Yeah. Most definitely. Most um, definitely. I know, again, it's been some time since, since you've been out and, you know, doing, doing the poetry thing. But my question that I want to start with with you is um, what is it about the poetry scene out here in Sioux Falls that kind of made you feel like, you know, comfortable getting out and, and just getting on stage and doing what you were doing? <laughs> so the poetry, it seems like everything in the past year of my life has uh, <clears throat> come to like a stumble fall and oops, I really like this. <laughs> like, um... Like yoga, I accidentally fell in love with yoga and became a yoga instructor. That, and then, that work. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I accidentally got a job at a coffee shop and became a, a certified barista. And then I accidentally fell in love, like fell in love with poetry. Like I mean, like I'm not in like love where I have favorite authors or or a dedication or anything. It's just like I'm a person of presence. So it's like when something affects me, it's like heebie-jeebies down the spine my cells wake up they vibrate like it's this intense feeling and that's that's what I get connection from not necessarily who wrote it or what but it's just that moment right. you know because sometimes a poem can affect you differently on different days like sometimes it can mean absolutely nothing one day and right. then some days it's just like you absolutely needed that so Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, going back to Sioux Falls, um I think it's really awesome. I think it's it's really um it's grown um <coughs> massively, yeah. very quickly. Um and it's really spread and that's really awesome to hear. Um it's a little unfortunate though cuz it's like it's so busy that I've heard that it's even hard to get in. And it's like that's awesome when you have like so many people that are committed and supportive and are here like every single second Saturday. But it's like what about the new people that want to come in, you know? Right. Not everybody wants to come in on, you know, a midnight reading because it's a not convenient or you know whatever. So it is kind of like a little bit of a disappointment to know like, oh, I don't know, like am I going to get in? Am I going to get in? But, you know, it's really great to see that every every week, every month, it's booked out. You guys are going crazy, and it's it's awesome to hear that people have found a, a sanctuary, in a sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. somewhere where they found a home. Right. And that is, I think that's the biggest thing that I've noticed, is there, we've, there, there is the platform for people to be able to have a voice, and be it from all walks of life, we've heard it all. Almost. Oh, no, for sure, because it's like they're like the people that, you know, can't speak up for themselves because they don't want confrontation. But like, but when they get that mic, that's their moment. That's yeah. their that's their time. You know, everybody just wants to be heard in life, you know, other than being loved. Yeah. We just want to be heard, yeah. whether we be understood or not. Just listen to me so I'm not screaming inside of a box. Feel validated. In yeah, some yeah, yeah. Have a presence. I hear that. Um, how did you find poetry? 
Uh, so, like, my best friend, she's been writing for as long as she can remember. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> we had, a, we had a falling out, and, um, while I was away, we, we touched base again, and, and our love and our connection was always there, it was always strong. Right. Um, and she was going through a, a tough time in her life where she really couldn't find any way to express herself other than through writing, and... I think in order for her to feel the waves of her emotions, she needed to voice what she had written. And so, um, you know, she told me while I was away, um, you know, there's this open mic night. I'm thinking about going and I was like, dude, do it. Like, I dare you. I dare you to do it. Like, get up there. And so she went and she had it recorded and she dedicated it to me. And, and that really hit the feels. So I was like, you know, when I come back, you know, that first whatever month, let's do it. I was like, I'll, I'll read something, and I'll dedicate that to you for, for you know, overcoming your fear. Like, yeah, that's kind of one of mine. Like, I'm not afraid to talk, but, like, as soon as I know I'm being recorded or something, it's, like, shakiness, and I'm like, I'm trying to be a yoga teacher, and I have confidence <laughs> up, like, the ass. But the problem is, is when you throw something on like that, yeah. something starts shaking, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't... I don't know. You know, I will say I remember the first time hearing you on stage. I remember the first time meeting you that night, the first time you got on stage. And I remember being so blown away by your delivery and your content of your words. I was like, there's no way this is her first time. <laughs> so when I found out that it was your first time, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, but I think that was one of the biggest things. Like, you know, going back to it, we all have something to say. And we never realize where it's coming from and we never understand it until we hear it from a person and you're like brought into this life that a person is willing to share with you. Okay. And I feel like that was a big thing. Like that was something, again, another connection that I felt with all of these poets, including you, was like you left us with something. And it was a deep connection that resonated and still does. Because it made you it made you a part of the the society of poets, I think, in a real way. Um, but it was one of those things where you know you're like, wow, I, I see why this is such an important thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I remember that day well. And if that was that that was your first night that you came out when we were when they were at monks, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think ah. that was like maybe like the second yeah. one that they had ever done or something. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and I work right next door, so it's like, it was super dope to just kind of like walk into Monks, because like, we're really good friends with those guys yeah. too, and yeah. and it's sad, because, you know, I love going over there, and we have the space, and we, you know, and it's almost like we got to bring it back to Monks, maybe, you yeah, know, right. maybe having like two times a month, and, you know, just to really expand the community more, right? because... You know, the whole point is to outreach. So yeah. I think it's something that have multiple platforms. Exactly, for to speak. exactly. You know, yeah. it's a soapbox carried yeah. around. Ah, yeah. yeah. Um, how would you say that you utilize poetry for yourself? Um. So I guess I'm not like I'm very like not tech savvy. I hate being on social media. I hate like all of it. I've yeah. I've learned to come to being at peace with without technology. So, but um, you know, I don't. I'm not a big reader either. Mm. I guess I never got into reading, but music has profoundly affected my life. I think, as with many millions of other people in the world, and mine just happens to be a different type of 
music, and I definitely feel that there's poetry behind it. And, you know, like, uh, hip-hop is definitely a big yeah. part of my life where that's my focus, hip-hop and yoga, and I take the two and I combine it. And it's a great combination, it's, by the way. It's my, it's my love, passion, and baby, so we're, we're just trying to make it work. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, what inspires you? What what draws you to write, to put stuff on paper, to put it down? What What's the inspiration? What I don't ask from? to write. That's, no. No. Wow. No. So, like, I'm not the kind of person that can, like, start a poem and then I'll be like, oh, I'm writer's block, I'll come back to it. I'm right. like... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big into... Um, so, like, I ran away to Australia. It was my eat, pray, love journey. That's by Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, to me, she is like my guru. She saved me in a time when I needed to be saved most. Right. Um, and she wrote another book called Big Magic. And Big Magic is the idea that um, to accept creativity as a working, living being and thought. So when I write a poem, it literally comes rushing into me like a wave. Wow. And either I have to sit and I have to write it or I have to let it go. So it's like either give it life or don't. Right. Because if I'm not going to put the time, the effort, and the love into the poem, then I let it go. But if I feel the connection, I got to write it down. So that's why I got like maybe eight poems. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's, it's got to hit me. It's got to right. it's got to wake up my cells. It's got to. So there's potentially there's a bunch of poems that never made it. To the yeah. Page. Yeah. They're all up there. Yeah. They're still there. Yeah. They're just. It's, I'm just waiting for big magic, you know? When, when it's time and it's ready, it'll come back. Right, you know? right, right. That's a, it's a very unique perspective on that. It's uh, interesting to say. And I say that because, you know, the people that I've spoken to thus far, it, it's interesting to hear the way that they draw inspiration, where it comes from, um, how it's presented, and just what, it, what they do, the process to get it down Right. You know, it is unique to everybody. Yeah. And that's, I think, the best part about it is it's open. For sure. That's great. Um, how do you direct it, your emotions on paper? Is it, is there a method to the madness? Or like you were saying, is it just if you're called to write, you write it down and you pretty much already know what you're wanting to say because it's there? Or is there a I mean, process? There, there's that. And then there's some days where it's just like, um, you know life affects you or, or something happens and you just want to write it down like a lot of my being comes from my culture you know so I like to you know people don't understand the way that I am but you know people of my culture are like dude I get you same you know like but I you know we don't have a lot of like representation but I think like with that with poetry with the you know the open soapbox here, yep. it's, it's really cool to see the diversity that's coming in, you know? Right, right. Because so, I find, like, a lot of inspiration from, I mean, the two that really, like, trigger that just, like, shake me where I'm just like, yes! Like, Rachel Wiley, I went and saw her. Not familiar. Uh, she wrote this, like, fat girl poem. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, uh, she does button poetry. Yes! yes. <laughs> fucking love her. Yeah, she's yep. absolutely amazing. Like uh, the one to her ex boyfriend. Yes. That one was just the one that like lit a fire in me because I had gone through so many 
awful relationships. And I mean, most people have been awful in different right. ways and sorts of forms, but I had some that like really affected my core, you know, like yep. I'm 28 and I'm just now figuring out who I am. Right. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay that it took me a long time to figure it out because I've gone through so many phases and like I know who I am and yeah. I'm always going to do this, you know, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I like to piddle paddle in a little bit, you know, like I like to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and, yeah. but I don't want to know everything about it, you know, like, yeah, I like Tupac, but I'm not going to memorize every single album, every <laughs> single song and what, you right. know, like that's, yeah. I ain't got time or the brain span for that, yeah. you know, like, yeah. You know, I don't want to read Emily Dickens in this book and it was pub. You know, like, that's great if you know it and that inspires you. Yeah. But that's, that's not me. Like, I'm very yeah. present and in the moment kind of person. So it's like, if it, hit, <laughs> if it hits me, awesome. If it doesn't, maybe next time. Fair enough. And I, I think that makes sense. Um, who is it that you write for? If it's not just for yourself, do you have anybody else? Or uh, do, do you write for a cause? Do you write for a purpose? Uh, I think it's more like, um, <laughs> I kind of think of my poetry as like an ad, like in a paper where it's like, <laughs> it's like, what am I looking to write today? And it's like this, <laughs> listen up, here you go. <laughs> this is what I'm going to tell you, take it or leave it. Right. You know, like some people still know me as Tracy and I go by Tracy like that's my birth name I've had it and I've gone by it for 25 24 years of my life yeah you know and then there's people that only have known me by Trey yeah. and that's cool too but it's just like as a new person to new people I'm like I'm Trey right you know I try to make that very clear because there used to be a a person that lived inside of me at another soul at a different time in my life where I'm not that same person and I don't want people to think I they know who I am because right. they they don't and you know everyone changes and everyone has that right to change and, right. and I'm I'm making that like a, a public statement like I've changed and I'm not you know I'm a different person and that, that's where Trey is awesome awesome um when you write and when you are compelled to write, um, do you have any concern in regards to the perspective, uh, the perceived perspective by people, or is it written in a way where you are just putting it out there for the people to gather their own interpretation? Man, I don't give a fuck what anyone's got to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone's got a fucking opinion, yep. and I ain't trying to please nobody. It's just... If I like it, if it hits you, cool. If it doesn't, maybe next time. Right. That's that's, that's, that's all way. it is. <laughs> like, I don't. I just don't. I ain't got time for it. Yeah. You know, that's where people start to to let other things affect them. You know, like their their purpose and their worth, and you know, I yeah. I don't have time to let other people's thoughts fill my head about how I should write or. If this sounds good. Like, for sure, I'd love opinions and, and yeah. constructive criticism. There's, there's always room for growth and yeah. and that. So it's... But it's... Nobody... You don't write for nobody but you. Right. That's how it should be. Always. Right. You know? Right. Nah, that's real talk. It's real. If you're not <laughs> writing for yourself, why are you writing? <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of impact would you like to have any of your stuff, what kind of impact would you like to see have, see your poetry have on readers? Do you have an impact that you want to have? Um, 
if it happens, cool. If it doesn't, you know, right. it's whatever. But it's like, I think all in all, the like core or the binding of the book would just be like, whatever you write, make it truthful. Right. You know, like don't get caught up in your lies because you're trying to persuade someone or receive some type of satisfaction, gratitude, or, you know, even some pity, whatever, like, just be honest. Yeah. That's all I can, I mean, that's all I can tell you about anything in life, it's just be honest, like, you fuck up, be honest. Right. You're gonna write poetry, be honest. You're gonna write about some fucked up shit, be honest. Is there a, is there a level of honesty that one should aspire to, or is it, is it all or nothing, or... Is there a need to keep some truths out of the poem? That's all up to you, dude. That's all up to the person. Like, what you want to share, what demons. But it's like, until you confront all your demons, until you don't allow it to take a hold of you anymore, that's when you find freedom. And I think that's what poetry is about. So, like, whatever you're willing to write down is whatever you're willing to let go of. But whatever you don't want to write down, that's going to hold you back. But that's up to you. That's 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 your choice in life. Whether you you perspire to to grow or to to be just stagnant. Right, right. Yeah, because there is um there is a odd notion that you know all poetry is a hundred percent truthful and a hundred percent honest. True. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like you know it. After hearing a lot of the people that we there's have different presented. styles there for is. sure yeah. different styles but as long as it's truthful like right. you wrote it you know like there's there's some that are poetry or poets that I've heard that are like fucking the game of Clue like what the fuck is going on is this is poetry <laughs> like you know I've yeah. I've witnessed that yeah. but to the poet himself he was being truthful in that moment you right. know right. in that moment he was the character he wanted to be. And there's there was truth behind it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You just gotta dig a little deeper. It's not always just right here. There you go. Truth on your forehead. Right. No. Yeah. No, it's a it's an interesting concept when it comes to truth and what we write. Um, is there a topic or theme that comes up a lot in your work more than others that you've noticed? Love. Yeah. 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 Just different types, different varieties. Just right. I'm a very wholehearted person. Yeah. All in or all out. Right. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. What up, Megan in the house? Yeah. So windy. I'm just <laughs> um, when it comes to writing about that, there are a lot of different people who say that poets write through pain, and pain is a lot of the motivation. Oh, for so, sure. So you hear that, you know, love being most of the theme. Would you say that some of your poetry does have some past? pain does it comes from uh, yeah dude it all does it's just like you know coal you press it hard enough you get a diamond out right. of it so it's like I always like that analogy for sure and it's it's it is beautiful because it's you get this black nasty thing and it covers your hands and you don't can't do anything with it and you can't hold it and mm-hmm. it gets hot so either you use it or you don't but then you like take a moment and you're like conquer the fear of the heat and you you push everything you have into it and then you get this beautiful thing and it's like that's all your hard work yeah yeah all that effort doesn't go to waste as long as it's put somewhere it helps yeah right yeah yeah um 
now without having to go into depth your openness to it um, at the age you are now what perspectives or insight do you feel you bring to your audience um shit I don't know I guess like I just write or talk about you know the things that waved me to write like right. and I think it's just kind of like I think just the whole point of it is like somebody heard me cool like and then you kind of take about it from there and if it inspired you to do something that's really cool like right. I guess that's the whole point is just trying to be like a, a positive aspect in everything where it's just like you know people don't look at you and think negatively I think that's just kind of where my poetry is at where it's like whether I say some foul shit or if I am just like being truthful to the point where somebody doesn't like that I'm being that honest like right. At least it triggered something, right. you know? Write about it. Talk mm. about it. There's um, this misconception that age has a lot, has, you know, being of younger generations or an older generation, you know, you can't be a young poet and have things to say where, you know, they think that, you know, even being an older poet might be, you know, wise in their age. Um, this idea that age determines the content of your poetry, I feel, is something that it's has, bullshit yeah it's bullshit it's yeah. just like saying like you're a cook at mcdonald's and that's all you'll ever be right nah dude like right ain't nobody got time to tell you your worth based on a number the color of your skin <laughs> fucking anything like right. no like the only thing that determines that is how much you're willing to build yourself up right you know so it's like no the age don't matter age doesn't mean shit yeah. You know, like, age to be a poet, age to be fucking president, age to fucking be married, you know, whatever. It's just, it's all, it's all fake, it's all a perspective, right. you know, because down through all of it, I think we've all lived different, many lives, different dimensions, where it's just like, we find different ways to connect. Yeah. Do you find that your style has a lot to a lot of presence in your poetry where you as a person because you had mentioned earlier where you know it's being where you're from your culture out here knowing kind of me as, as well I've had difficulty connecting my style and just me as a person is integrated into my poetry do you find it hard to run away from that do you try to run away from that or when you put your words down is the style inevitably going to be you that is that is you in essence and it's just you know hey you know in a way your your style your connection your peace of mind yourself is is embedded in it no nah, it's just me yeah it's just me like i like um rudy Francisco. Mm. I always want to call him Rudy San Francisco, and I know that's wrong, but it's just like it rolls off the tongue so well. Right. But uh, like an amazing button poetry um, poet, just absolutely mind blowing. The way he speaks, it's like going to church. Right. Like it's it has nothing to do with like God or religion. It's right. just like it's like being awake for the first time, you know? And I find a lot of inspiration through his stuff, through his pain. And I I guess it's just kind of more or less how it's happened through my eyes or my life. Right. You know? Right. Staying staying truthful. Right. And it's, it, 
it's you it's you as long as you stay truthful to yourself the style is going to be a part of it it's going to be what it'll be whatever you want it to be right. you know like for example like for you even like you you've come onto the platform and you've performed with a mask you know maybe because you felt like being being able to hide in some way you were able to voice yourself better rather than just taking the mask off and be like hey it's just me right you know and it is a weird part because i noticed that you know when it comes to present presenting anything there's an initial bias that comes from the people who are watching or who are listening and a lot of the times it was finding ways of eliminating that bias from right off the bat so that Nobody's seeing skin color, nobody's seeing, you know, male, female, gender, nobody's seeing anything but what I'm saying. Right. You know, a, a, a smiley face mask is easy to kind of just discount. I mean, it's odd, but it's enough to where it's like, okay, well, what are you bringing? What what else do you have? It's kind of like like a super dope idea would be like, um, you know, like a silent disco, how mm. people, like a silent disco poetry, yeah. where everyone just sits in a room together and everyone has their own headphones and just like one poet talks and it's just like really take into the moment, like be present with that. Oh. I think that'd be like super dope. That's an awesome, yeah, yeah it would be. Um, going any further into it, I would ask, is there a, is there a need for rewrites when you write do you find that you have more than one draft? Do you just write one and done? Um, I'm usually that... like a one and done, but then there's some parts where I just like, they do, they kind of like grab me still where I'm like, that's not done. Right. That's not done. But I leave it. I leave it till it's ready to come back to me and be like, hey, hey, remember that? You remember <laughs> that? It's in your phone. Go, go fix it. You know, it's kind of one of those. Yeah. But other than that, no. Like the other day, like I was working and uh, my friend was like telling me about her trip and, and I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she's like, are you even listening? I was like, yeah, but I got to finish this poem, dude. Like, and I had like four or five different sticky notes and I'm like trying to write quick and I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Mickey Mouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> is, there a, is there a place that you feel more comfortable writing or, you know, is there a need for like a, a spot to be able to kind of disappear to, to get it? Or is it one of those things that you just drop and write at any point in time? Um, I guess it's just kind of one of those, like sometimes I'm just sitting at home chilling yeah. and there's like a dope ass song and it just like, and then like it'll spark like a memory or something. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm like, Hey, hey, like listen to this beat. I'm uh, like, uh-huh, alright, I got this, you know? And then I read it, I'm like, hey, that ain't bad, you know? And then I you know, throw it away, whatever, cool. It lived for a moment, gave it some life, and just some things aren't just like meant to come to the surface. It's true. It's awesome. Yeah, because I, I I find it interesting the the settings that people write. Some folks will go out into the middle of the wilderness to write poetry. Um, some people can write in the middle of like a party, and I think it's dope because I'm like you know some the amount of things that are going on to be able to be that focused to drown out the rest of it yeah. and still be able to contain your thoughts. Yeah, in that that's just exactly what yoga is about too. Like that's what I love about it. That's yeah. where like I find my my zone and my energy. It's just like. <laughs> right there, right there. you know and yoga is is one of those things i've i've come to appreciate it uh when i was working for a place lifetime fitness um 
they allowed us to do yoga. It was like a free class that you could take because yeah. we were working there. Um, and I swear it was one of the most eye-opening and just body-opening experiences. Dude, I fucking hated it when I started it. Yeah. I hated it. Oh, I was like, I will never do this thing ever again. I absolutely hated it. Yeah. And then I fell in love with it. And it, it really awakened to my being, like, who I am. Right. And that was my first poem. That was what my first poem was about. About yoga and how running away and finding myself and being true to that. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, so, going, I feel, usually like to end it with this. Um, what are some tips you use or what are some things, tools you use to either overcome uh, self-scrutiny, blockage, things that might stop you from putting anything down, but what kind of tips do you offer or do you have or suggest for people who have that same difficulty where it's, you know, I have these things I want to get down and I just, I don't know how to do it. It's difficult. What do you... Um, I'd like, I've always wanted to do this. I want to start like a tip jar for myself. Hey. And it's like, have like a, like a piggy bank and maybe some paper and some pen and just kind of like, like a quick spot, like, you know, kind of like a junk drawer, like everything you throw in there and just yeah. like have that kind of be like your one spot where you can just be like, hey, this thought, you know, you don't have to even give it like any more than just that, that moment, just write it down, pop it in. And then like, I think you get a writer's block. Hey, like break open that piggy bank. Cause that's fucking money right there. Your yeah. thoughts, like crack it open, yeah. see what you find, like play around with it. Like get, get creative and, and don't take it too serious. Cause like, if it's, it's, if it's meant to be done, if it's meant to be heard, like it'll, it will find its way. But like my mom always said, like, don't, don't force things. Because it, it just makes it worse. It's true. It really does. And it just puts too much stress. And I feel like a lot of people when they write, they're like, write. Because they're like, I only have like 12 more poems to add to this chat book. And it's just like, <laughs> dude, why are you living like that? Don't. Uh, you know? Yeah. Like, who cares how many pages are in it? You know, I got eight poems. I've been writing for... Well, accumulatively a month. Like, you right, know, if you right. want to put time on it and age and a number and shit, like, you know. But fuck, I mean, I think you're, you have an amazing voice. Like, you have a lot to say. Like, I like when you put music behind your stuff because you have a music background. You can yeah. obviously tell, you know, expand on that. But it's just like, yeah, just fucking own your shit. Mm. That's it, you know. Like, everything that you're looking for in life, you already have it within yourself. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. See? See, you already have it. Just put it down. Get it down on paper. Put it out. Whatever it is. <laughs> it's, it's as real as you can get. And I think that's the biggest thing. I, it, a lot of people forget that, you know, when it comes to, like, the idea of, well, let me let me put a book out. Let me publish a book. I remember the first time I was asked if I had a book out. And I never considered the fact because, for me, a lot of what I write and how I write is just... You know, it was back when I was doing it for, you know, hip hop and we were putting mixtapes together, trying to get 16 mixtapes and, yeah. you know, doing that shit. Yeah. And you're just like, OK. And then you look back and you're like, the content wasn't all that great. You know, here I'm thinking that I'm writing some hot shit. And it's like, mm, you really weren't because yeah. you were trying to fill a quota. Yeah. And it, the, it, it deters from the subject matter, it deters from the idea of writing about what you are passionate about, what it means most to you. And, you know, I, I still keep looking at a lot of these folks. And not to d disregard the folks that have put, you know, who are published yeah. and have put stuff together. You know, it, I, I've never been the type to write 
on demand like that. Mm. You know, and I just, it's just not within me. No, dude, it's totally like stroke of luck. Like, yeah. it's what it is. Like, I don't have the, the time, the patience, or, right. you know, the, the focus that some of these local writers have. Right. Well, without a doubt, so much respect. And, yeah. and, and I'm sure the, the love and pain and the tears that they put into their shit, you know, that's that's real. And, right. you know, I don't have that. You know, I don't have that. And But that's okay. Yeah. You know, because I get to have it through them. Right. You know? And I think that's a really awesome thing. I think, like, one of my favorite quotes, too, it's, like, it's from a fucking Ben Stiller's uh, Walter Mitty movie. And there's a quote in there that said, uh, beautiful things don't ask for attention. Ah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just, you know, just try to let let things be. Yeah. You'll be a lot happier for it. Yeah. Wow. See? It's just a beautiful fucking thing. Um, Trey, I appreciate you having and taking the time to do this. This is awesome. It was a great, uh, a great perspective, you know? Like, just to be able to have the conversation with you and, and be able to dive into it. It's, uh, it's always amazing to hear the, the things that drive people and, and, and make put people in the places that they are. So I definitely am grateful for you being here and, and having this opportunity. I appreciate you wanting my opinion and, and asking it to voice it. You know, especially because, you know, like I said earlier, like I haven't been a part of the, the community right. since the move. Sure. You know, yeah. that's my first time being here. It's beautiful. It's awesome. And, you know, I hear great things. So it's it's really awesome to still to know that I made an effect on at least someone that was like wanting to, to get my opinion into yeah. my story. So that's kind of. It's kind of dope, you know? Yeah. Even even that's just like and blissful in a sense. Right. So what is it that you've been up to? Talk to us. What, what is it that you've been doing? What's uh, life been like on your end? Trace City has been... Uh, well, I've been back. So I, w- I moved to Australia for a year. Um, I've been back for almost a year now. Mm. Uh, working two jobs. Uh, and I just started my own business. Yeah. So like I said, I'm a certified yoga instructor. So I'm starting my own hip-hop yoga doing that on tuesday nights 6 30 to 7 30 nice hopefully looking to add some more times doing some uh maybe some pop-up park things some different studios maybe some rooftop yoga like just really gonna hit it hard this summer hoping to get people of every walk of life to to give yoga a chance you know because i thought it was the stupidest thing my roommate in australia he called it glorified stretching you know, like he had, he had no respect for it, which is totally fine. You know, come come with whatever thought you have, but like, you know, you're just testing your own self. You know, you can diss yoga all you want, but you're just dissing yourself. But like, come give it a shot. Come come better yourself. Come clear your mind, and you know. Where's the studio? Studios uh over at Open Space. It used to be the old Philly Flare Boutique. It's over on 69th and Western. Over by Red Arbor Tattoo by Radiance Day Spa. So, nice. big, beautiful space. Um, we have it, like I said, for an hour every Tuesday, 630 to 730. Class is $15, but, you know, definitely follow us on, like, Facebook, Instagram. We're throwing out deals, I think. Um, we don't have class coming up this next Tuesday, but the following Tuesday, I think it, we're going to do, like, a buddy day. So, nice. we're going we're gonna to try to get people to, to come in because... 
People are afraid to go by themselves anywhere, it seems like. So let's let's bring your buddy. Let's make it comfortable. It's funny, too, that you say that about the whole glorified stretching. Um, there was a time where I remember being at Panera Bread, and there was a couple sitting at the seat chair across from us. And I heard the lady, his soon-to-be wife, talking to him about taking him to yoga. And the comment she made, she's like, I know you're a guy and you hate yoga, but blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, if dudes only knew how good it was for you, mm -hmm. how expanding, you know, you think that you're strong now. They say that stretching shows your ability to stretch, your ability to, to open your body is, is, is a, it takes a lot more strength. You can't even imagine, like, what it does to you. Like, when you open up those muscles and yeah. you really, like, stretch them out, you... Your body is an emotional storehouse. Everything that you've never wanted to confront in your life, you've never cried out, you never punched a wall for, mm -hmm. you push that into your muscles. That's why you're sore. That's why you have knots. Like That's what yoga is about. It's, it's through small movements at your pace to open, to relieve those things. You know, like through my, my teacher training, I, I really found myself in downward facing dog multiple times just crying uncontrollably crying because there was so much emotion that i had stored in my body that i didn't know i had to let out Damn. you know and then there there doesn't have to be a reason why you cry like right. i let it out and i'm better for it you know right. and that's what yoga is about it's just like you know push your your physical body to know your your soul your mental your mental who makes you what you are, not your physical body or what you got or your name or your job title, none of that. Besides that, like, what are you? That's what you find out in yoga. What are you? Yo, it's deep. It's deep. Trey, I appreciate it again. Thank you. Sorry. Yo, no, that's all right. This is what it is, and it's, it's as real as you can get. It's live and improv as always. Um, I want to thank you guys who are still listening this far thank you if you have any comments concerns thoughts leave them in the comments below like share um continue the conversation let's let's keep this going let's uh dive deeper into the idea of poetry and how important it is and how much of an impact it makes on our lives um the lack of compassion in this world i think can be ceased and and, and taken over by the opening of speech and speaking and poetry has a lot to do with that. Um, yoga, apparently, as well. So if you find your opportunity, go ahead and uh, continue and participate. This is The Daily Grind, the Society of Poets, having a conversation with local poets, local authors, unpublished, published, um, and just to keep it going so that we can strive to have a better life, a uh, better community, possibly even a better planet. So thank you guys again. You. Peace.